Adrian Newey, there are strong rumours in F1 that you're leaving Red Bull and joining Ferrari. I do not comment on your human gossip. So you're not moving to Italy? I would never move to Italy. Really? And why is that? My plug does not work in their sockets, and they use the wrong voltage for my brain. Hello and welcome to Gareth Jones on Speed for the first time in a little while, featuring the full lineup, including the brass section and the keyboards. Will you welcome, please, Zog? Hello. And Richard. Hello. I didn't hear them applaud at that point. You expect the audience to which applaud. Which is which? Oh, Who's on, on keys? Let's go, let's go. Um, I'm, on, I'm on keys. Do You're on keys. Yeah, I don't want to be on keys. Are you brass or backing vocals? Can't brass or No. Oh well. Just make the tea. Hey, good job. We're not here to do that, and we're here to actually talk about Formula One and other car-related nonsense isn't it? Earlier on today, from our perspective, because we live in a different timeline to you, we enjoyed the Spanish Grand Prix in Barcelona, which Lewis won, putting him at the head of the championship. It was only a matter of time, Zog, wasn't it? Oh yeah, you could see that coming a mile off. Lewis is looking on such terrific form, he's driving the best car, he seems to be mentally in great shape. We all had our money on him to win, didn't we? Yeah, it was not a sure thing, but as close as you can yeah, get yeah. To, in, exactly. in Formula One. Absolutely. Are we looking at born again, if I may use a Christian term? A born again Lewis Hamilton? He's never, he's he he's never completely gone away, though. No, he, he did you know, go a bit, maybe possibly a bit mentally wobbly when he was sort of distancing himself from his dad professionally and all that stuff. But no, I think he's always had the raw talent. And I'll be honest... I hadn't been paying attention. I thought he already was top of the driver's title. And I was quite staggered to see that it was Nico Rosberg, mm. who on consistency, because he's been on the podium for every race so far this season, yeah. was sort of sneakily at the top. But it seems to me that Hamilton has outdriven him pretty well, much all the time. And so this now feels like it's an accurate reflection of what's been happening on the track. When it came well, down to the race today, there was one moment where Lewis had lost position to Nico, and it was clear that he needed a fast in-lap and out-lap to get ahead of Nico. That's what required, that's what Lewis did. So I think you're dead right. It's about when it's required, you need to push that little bit extra. He's got that little bit of extra reserve. But otherwise, it was going exactly as we said, that Nico was the banker, you know. Consistency was going to win the championship. But we also sort of said that Lewis was going to have Rosberg on out-and-out speed. And really, we've seen at the end of both of the last races, this race and the last race, that whilst Lewis was ahead at the end and he won the race, he was having to fight off a quicker Rosberg. Mm -hmm. And it's a testament to Lewis's talent as a driver that he was able to keep Rosberg behind him. Even on rubbish tyres, which he rubbed his tyres out earlier on, hadn't he? But Uh, I'm not sure that he's going to be able to keep Rosberg behind him as effectively every time. That's not going to play out like that in every race no. I think we're going to see quite a few more races where Mercedes are finishing first and second I know but as long as they keep racing each other I don't mind that mm. no because no, uh, no. there's yeah. clearly no team orders and they always have a post-race interview with Toto Wolff who's increasingly turning not only into Arnold Schwarzenegger out of the Terminator but also into Yoda his grammar is brilliant. He <laughs> really speaks back. Uh, yeah, I mean, obviously, my German is immaculate, and uh, therefore I'm allowed to criticise a German man speaking English. But no, it is really funny. I think he constructs sentences in English as if he's still speaking German, which becomes inadvertently hilarious. Who is the boss at Mercedes? Is it Toto? Is it Nicky Lauda? It's hard to tell. Yeah. Similarly, Nicky Lauda also doesn't mince his words in that sort of Germanic directness way. He often swears. He was swearing on Sky today inadvertently. Did he? Uh, can you imagine a conversation between Nicky Lauda and Toto Wolff? 
Biggie Louder who talks like this all the time. And don't don't worry if he's the same voice because he's also Austrian, but half pitched down. Wait, you know? but are you suggesting that during a meeting at Mercedes, that mm. I've booked a meeting room and they go in. And meeting room, I have booked, I, is it? And, and then she's <laughs> also Welsh as well as Yoda. <laughs> uh, look, you're serious now. And they go in and they start having this sort of weird conversations in English before they both remember they actually are native German speakers. And they both it's have to switch and they switch German. off the German it's slightly, slightly embarrassed sorry I don't you, no you do I thought as well so Lewis Hamilton is top of the drivers championship, championship yeah. now but who is top of the driver's likability chart. Oh, yes. At the moment. Because. <laughs> is there really any contest here for likability? Oh, well, I know I you know. like Matt Shilton. Uh, no, it's Pastor, isn't <laughs> it? It's Pastor's on. What? Look at Ricardo, no, Ricardo, really? come on. Yes. Easily. Isn't, isn't he just like brilliant? And, and he is. I hope he doesn't change, because right he's now he is brilliant. Great. But do you know what makes him brilliant? Because he's really yeah, nice. He's just, he's no, just because so... because he's doing better than Vettel. Well, that's and it. That's secretly, true. that's why we love him. Even though I've no problem with Vettel, I like Vettel. But yeah. Ricciardo, I'm going to say his name like that, even if he doesn't. Ricciardo, he's just lovable, isn't he? Yeah. That's the thing. He really is. And you're right because he's beating Vettel, who's become a little bit darker and dropped down the likability chart quite mm-hmm. significantly because he's been petulant about his lack of pace. And Ricciardo looks like he's really happy to be there every week. What? what? I get to drive the car again great oh I, I, I went faster than you is that okay <laughs> why are you looking at me like that oh wow look crisps and he's just so cheery it's yeah, wonderful so they say nice guys finished last but mm. yeah they got ricardo vettel nice guys ricardo being as nice as they can, and he just bang, beats him every time so given that ricardo is seemingly quicker than vettel yeah. at the moment what does that tell us about Mark Webber? That Mark Webber wasn't as quick as we thought he was? I'm going to be serious and say it doesn't tell us very much at all because the cars are so different. There's just such a difference in the way that the braking is working this year that mm. that makes a really significant difference to comparing to it. So it doesn't say anything about Webber. Really? Really. Don't you think? I'm beginning oh, to doubt. Yeah, I, yeah, I, 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 yeah, I really have always well, been very fond of Mark Webber. Yeah, I always thought he was very capable. He was always within a whisker of a whisker, uh, I mean, a bit Mark there, or, or a bit Murray from uh, Concords, actually. He was always within a whisker of Vettel, but could never really punch it to him on a consistent basis. And I think, given equal equipment, mm-hmm. that's all you can measure them. And Weber and Vettel have the same equipment, and Vettel and Ricciardo have the same equipment. So, But cars that have certain characteristics, mm-hmm. that have distinctive driving characteristics can tend to favour one driver over another. Yeah. And it seems that one of the places that Vettel was getting a lot of his speed, apart from the fact that he was very well able to drive the car's particular aerodynamic characteristics, the blown diffuser of the last few years, mm-hmm. apart from that he was particularly good at driving that style of car, he gets a lot of his speed on the entry to a corner and the feel on the brake pedal is so different this year, apparently, that it's making a lot more difference to his style of going through the corners and he's not getting the speed in the entry to the corner that he was much more able to get with the previous year's cars. To be fair, I drove a BMW i3 range extender the other week and the first thing I noticed about it was, bloody hell, the engine braking or the electric motor braking, the regenerative Mm. braking, was far greater than any other car, even electric cars that I've driven. And I thought, oh, this is going to be really awkward. But within 10 minutes of driving it, I'd adapted. Mm. Now, these are professional racing drivers. If they can't adapt to the slight difference, they're not as good a driver. 
Yeah, I absolutely mm. agree with that. Yeah, and I it may take some time, but the really good people, I think, are the adapters and the people who adapt the fastest. Right. Because that's the thing: the blown diffuser era, and they were playing tunes on that, weren't they? With all sorts of extra little bits. Where were they working the? Side he was side having to leave a trailing throttle, wasn't he? He was having to yes. lift his foot yes. off on the approach to keep the aerodynamics working. But it was said of Vettel that he was a very technical driver and did that better than anyone that's what, else. Yes, yes. Yeah, yeah, Vettel was superb sense. at it, and Webber mm. was struggling to use it to full effect. I suppose the real battle royale as well to solve this argument is we can see how Vettel was against Weber last season, how he is this season. But what about a Weber versus Rick Giardo battle? Yeah. Which will never happen, but imagine oh, one. Imagine yeah. one just to see. Battle Cut of the, the Australians. Have they... Do it at Bathurst. Yes. Do it in That'd V8 supercars at Bathurst. Just do yes. that all over the playing field. Two Holdens. Have them both adapting to another car. Good idea. Yeah. And then we'll see. Hmm. King of Australia. to be king of the hill, king of Australia, into the chase for the last time. This is it now. Webber leads, but Ricciardo's right up his ass. Aussie versus Aussie. V8 versus V8. Just Murray's corner to go on the brakes, and Ricciardo's got him. Or has he? Webber's fighting back. They're neck and neck in the battle to be king of Australia. And across the line. And the king of Australia is... Paul Hogan in a vest as usual. Step Central! I was talking earlier about born again Lewis Hamilton, about how he's a much happier soul, but there were glimpses that he wasn't completely at peace with the mm. universe today. His standings mm. in the likability charts. <laughs> they mm. waver, don't they, Lewis? Lost, actually lost points this weekend. Some of the things he was saying to Peter Bonington, who I believe was... Uh, a mountaineer. Yeah, he was he? the first man to climb Everest. <laughs> Everest. He's now operating as Lewis's race engineer. Some of the exchanges today, Bonington said, the rear tyres are cool, we're not sure if we're overprotecting them. And Lewis said, no, I already have oversteer. I'm not going to open up my diff. Where have you been the last few laps was something that Hamilton yeah. said at one point yeah, I that, yeah. how was the last lap was it too slow there's a sense of insecurity isn't there or of pressure yeah. it's, the way I was reading was he was just really feeling pressure from Rosberg you yeah. know on the one hand it looked like a pretty easy win yeah yeah you know hmm he starts on pole, he's got the quickest car, he wins the race. But by the last stint, he's got Rosberg practically on his back wing. Can't get away from him! And he's aware that Rosberg has the talent and has the car to challenge him properly. Yeah. And so if he thinks there's anything not quite right with his car, if there's even a hint that there's something not quite right with the air or with a set of tyres, then maybe he's starting to worry and think, well... This is going to let Nico in, and there's an interesting psychological battle going on between these two, I think, in that it struck me two races ago that in the immediate sort of post-race period when they were just getting out of the cars, and, yeah. you know, Nico, I thought, looked really defeated. When for the second yeah. race in a row, he when he hadn't today. managed to make enough of an impression on Lewis, and despite being quicker than Lewis, that he just hadn't managed to actually make a pass. Mm. I thought he just looked to me like somebody who'd been psychologically beaten. And mm -hmm. in that moment, I thought, well, this really is going to be Lewis's year. Well, we said but it beforehand again, at the start of the season. Because Lewis had failed to match Nico last year, that Nico might have got his elbows out, installed at the team. And it would be difficult for Lewis. But to be fair to Lewis, he's shown that he can challenge 
Nico, who was established at the team with some strong German support. You'd expect Nico to get... Favouritism is the wrong word, but to be understood better, perhaps. Although the team... Well, the team Brits, yeah. It's a German badge, but yeah. there are an awful lot of Brits in that team. You know, yeah. it's, yeah. it's, it's based in Britain. It's what used to be brawn. I have a theory, it may not be a popular one, that the secret to success in any part of the car world, whether it's motorsport or road cars, is British people managed by Germans. Yeah, yeah, Because yeah. we're, as a country in Britain, I think we're ingenious and we're innovative and we can come up with all of these things, but we'd lack application. And the one thing that Germans seem to have is application. They're good mm. at just getting on with stuff. And if you look at the way that Jaguar Landre was going now, it's British ingenuity mm. and all the stuff that they've built up, the, the great qualities that Jaguar and Landre cars have, but previously weren't possibly put together properly. Now, Germans in charge, making it all happen. Mercedes F1, leading the World Championship at the moment... British mm. ingenuity, hard work, but with Germans Mini. whipping them. You could say the same for Mini, couldn't you? Uh, well, Mini's a bit different because Mini's pretty much a German company. I mean, yes, the cars are made in Britain and mm. they seem to want to be pretty well made these days, but they're all engineered in Germany. Mm -hmm. They don't do any engineering or design here. I think they should because I think it would make the cars better because mm. the Mini just seems to keep getting more and more over-designed to the point where I just want and to bigger. vomit on it. And bigger. bigger and yeah. I haven't driven the new Mini yet, the very latest one. I'm starting to see him around now, and apparently it's really, really good, I've been told. Mind you, I was, I was told that by a mate of mine who's a Mini salesman, so okay. it's a bit biased, mm, but okay, he did say, unbiasedly, he went, it's a really good car, I it was, feels like a BMW now. I was given the chance to drive one of the new Minis this week, and I turned it down in favour of the i3, which I was oh, more good interested in. Oh, good choice, though. Yeah, that was good. Yeah. Oh, oh yeah, 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 I, I should talk about the i3 to because it's Well, there's a bit of on-speed video coming about very soon, so I shall save that for the moment. Do you know what? I went to Brooklyn the other week bear with me I'm coming back to Mercedes on this I went to Brooklands and I didn't really know a great deal about the history of motorsport the history of Brooklands specifically <sighs> and I know there. you know a bit more about this but since then I've been swatting up on the history of motorsport and the day in which Mercedes and Audi so I say Audi I meant Auto Union, oh, so yeah. Auto Union came to Grand Prix racing you know pre-Formula 1 in the 1930s mm. the kind of dominance that they showed is akin to the sort of dominance that we're getting from Mercedes again now except when it first happened instead of just having one team that were 50 mile per hour quicker than anyone else you had two teams and all the other teams basically went oh god no yes. well, I give up <laughs> you know, and I think there's an area of that in Formula 1 at the moment and it must make Mercedes feel well, it is. I mean I understand it's dispiriting but really where's their fighting spirit this is mm. why you need British people there because we're good at going no it's alright I'll put the kettle on and we will crack this yeah, yeah, look yeah, at the yeah. way the Ferrari are behaving now I mean, yeah, that yeah. is pathetic. Yeah. They go, no, nah, we're not going to win. We're not going to win anything. In fact, I don't know if we're bothering. It's all rubbish. Yeah. <laughs> it's just, oh, come on. How many races are we in? Five? Yeah, yeah. Just five. Grow up. Yeah, yeah whereas, yeah. you know, it's quite possible that by the end of the season, Red Bull could look like a completely different team performance-wise mm. to the team they are now. Mercedes are completely dominant right now. End of the year, Red Bull could be winning races. You never know. It's, it's I, I would not bet against it. I mean, you the, know, Ricciardo was third in the Spanish Grand Prix yeah. and Vettel was fourth. They haven't... You wouldn't have thought of that. No, absolutely, yeah. Race. Yeah, no wonder he was happier in the post-race interviews. Speaking of post-race interviews... Kimmy today. That was the most. Uh, <laughs> I missed this. Uh, Impress oh, it for me in less than 20 seconds. I missed this part. Well, okay, you be Natalie. I'll, yeah. I'll be Kimmy. So, Kimmy, how do you think things would have been if the strategy would have been different? Do you think that would have improved your chances? Uh, I don't know. Will you, did, do you think maybe Fernando would not have been able to get by if you'd have had different tyres on? Uh, <sighs> 
wanders off. And then he wanders off. That, that was it, wasn't it? That was yeah, it. Yeah, I, I think I got said. the questions wrong, but the gist was yeah, correct. Exactly. Yeah. And Zog's impression was absolutely spot on. Wow. That's all he said. If, and then he wandered off. And he did wander off as well. Yeah, really? He didn't storm off. He didn't walk off. He just meandered out of shot. Beautiful. In a wonderfully nonchalant, do I give a f- Zero given. It really was, wasn't it? I mean, just, and as a consequence, he scored, I think, a solid 15 points in the Likeability Championship. Uh, oh, yeah, 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 yeah. So, okay, do we have a leader in the Likeability Championship now, Kimmy? No, 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 Ricciardo. he's number one. Kimmy's number two. Kimmy's certainly solid. I was trying to think who else might. Oh, Kobayashi is always very strong in Likeability. We love him, yeah. I saw Grosjean being interviewed, and although he's been buffoonish in the past and started to get on my nerves a bit, just his ruddy face in some oversized sunglasses that looked like a child trying on his mum's shades, cheerily talking about what had happened, because the Lotus has suddenly become a bit brisker as long mm. as Grosjean's driving it and not Maldonado. And I thought, oh, bless him, look at him. And he was all, I think the guys back at the factory, they will have a beer tonight. And it was just, oh, likability, 18 points. But I'll tell you who's underperforming in the likability stakes, mm. I think. Disappointingly... Felipe Massa. Yes. He was all set in stepping down from Ferrari to Williams. I think we can say stepping down. In the, yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, no yeah, front of that, you know yeah, he's, he's yeah. taking a bit of a step back. You know, he's got a bit of room there to sort of open out and just be a bit more relaxed and likeable. But no, he's just yeah. not uh, disappointed. It's not, it's not happening, is it? He's, he's, he's scoring he, badly. He, he's suffering at the hands of a very quick Bottas, who yeah. you know, must be really hurting poor old Bottas Massa. is pretty solid in the likability championship. Oh, yeah. yeah, yeah I mean, he's, he's, in that finished minimalist yeah, way, yeah, we like that. Oh, he's not top end, but he's solid midfield, though. Yeah, say. definitely. Coming back to Groshon, yeah, it's all about contrast, isn't it? It's all about measure up against who you're up against with. When Groshon looks dependable, yes, <laughs> because <laughs> of the level of the car competence by too. Pastor Maldonado. Oh, that's why they hired Maldonado. That's a desperate. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> they wanted to make Groshon look good. Hello, my dear. My name's Roma. Would you like to dance with me? No. Okay, perhaps you'd like to dance with my friend, Pastor. Hey, guys. Look, he's that guy over there. Hey, Roman. You know what? I will dance with you. Très bon. This is really cool. You know your friend's about to dance into a mirror. I know he's done this for a while, but I was watching an interview with Bernie Eccleston on TV again today, and he's still doing it. Whenever anyone asks him a question, usually Brundle, of course, Bernie moves his mouth at the same time. Have you noticed? Bernie's almost... Does he? Yeah. As if he's having to say the words in his head to understand what... Have you noticed this? I, now that you mention it, yes, I think I had. Uh, it's a bit odd. But I just sort of put him down to, in a way, of him being a bit old and doddery, you know, just yeah. to, um, Do you think he's I mean, doing you know, that in court as well? That's going to really wind <laughs> the judge up, isn't it? He's going to do whatever he can to not get convicted of the things with which he's charged. He's making Unless, jokes, isn't he? Unless what he's doing, and we don't know this because Brundle's got the microphone, yeah. is that Bernie is just repeating it back in a silly voice. And he's therefore psychologically undermining interviewers. So they're going, oh. Bernie, how do you feel about it? How do you feel? Yes, Martin, I think it's... A, and uh, <laughs> we don't know that bit. He's being really mercilessly cruel. It's as logical mm. as any theory we could... I'm not suggesting that it's for a moment Bernie Eccleston is mercilessly cruel in... It. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> the other thing I was going to point out today was a new abbreviation I learnt today. B-Bow. 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 You know what B-Bow is? 
Break balance. Break balance. Oh, yeah. 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 It's not what these things the commentators are going to start saying, is it? Well, it was something that was overheard between the it's communication. The en- yeah, engineer. This has just reminded me of something. In the after-race interview with Jensen Button, he was talking about how he pitted, he was trying to get past the forced injury, he said, so I pitted early to try and do, well, I guess, what you guys would call the undercut uh-huh. to the interviewer. And I thought, uh-huh. hang on, you guys, so what? The teams don't say undercut. This is just some uh-huh. drivel that the yeah, commentators have come we, up with. We thought, when the commentators referred to undercut, that they were using insider language. Yes. Which they do like to do in a slightly annoying way. I'm getting a bit bored of this now. It's almost like it is that sort of, oh yeah, we've picked up some new lingo from hanging around with the guys at the teams. So it's it's that way that the legal profession, medicine, things like that, because they're steeped in a great tradition and a long history, they have their own language and sometimes it's even Latin. It's a barrier to entry so they can sound cleverer. But newer professions sort of invent their own code to make themselves exclusive. And I mean, television, as we know from all working in it, is terrible for acronyms and lingo. But I think they do it in all manner of things as no, they, well. They, that's certainly true. Although, to be fair to the medical profession, they do have some fairly good reasons for having very particular, very precise language about yes. some things. <laughs> you know, you know, when you when I would say, well, I, you know, had a bit of a bruise, I yes. had a bit of a mark on my arm. You yeah. know, the doctor, they need to know. So you don't, red thing, is you that don't a, want to go to a doctor a who goes, now it seems like you may have damaged your, you know, the thinky thing, the squidgy thing on the inside of your bony. Head, your head bone. What's this is what it? we doctors call the funny bone. If you heard that, you'd worry. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Hang on a minute. But B bell struck me as being very much kind of a street rap shorthand. Yes. Like we got K Mag for Kevin Magnuson, B bell for break balance. So where else would it go with these abbreviations? We could have aerobal. Is that aerodynamic balance? But if you go to... Coso! Oh, he's flaspoed his tyres and stuff. Is yeah, yeah, something How long does it take you to say break balance, for heaven's sake? Mm. Well, and you know, you've got to be careful, because not every abbreviation is shorter than the thing it's abbreviating. WWW, for example. Yeah, exactly. yeah indeed. It takes yeah. longer to say than World Wide Web. Yeah, yeah, true. <laughs> it does. Yeah. Americans usually abbreviate things in a beautiful way. They're quite good at that. But the best example of it being the wrong way around ever was a competition for model gliders that used to happen in the 70s that in Britain we refer to as chuck gliders. Rather than being launched on a line or from a mountain, you threw it and see how mm. long you could keep it in the air. That was it. Two-meter mm. aircraft, chuck gliders. In America, hand-launch gliders. No abbreviation. Hand launch gliders made it. HLGs. HLG. HLG. That's exactly right. Was it? Yeah, exactly right. um, Because my wife's American and she does do abbreviations like OJ. I don't think anyone in Britain said OJ until about 1994. When he went to court. No, not him. I mean, the orange juice. Yeah. And my wife sometimes says Hocho instead of hot chocolate. Hocho? Yeah, I know. It's just incomprehensibly strange. Something about the Vietnam War or something. No, no, yeah. Hocho Min City. That was a really warming. We had my Hocho Min Trail. But then I started doing. In the round to Easter and then hot cross buns start appearing in supermarkets and I love a hot cross bun but I started calling them ho-cro bees which I imagined <laughs> fact, in my head I made a whole ho-cro little ho-cro bees ho- 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 bees. no ho-cro ho- bees ho-cro bees ho-cro bees, ho-cro bees. Ho-cro bees. those um, are the next bees that are kind of once the current generation of honeybees have been killed out yeah. by conflict, <laughs> the ho-cro bees are going to take over I've just realised as well because I also really like Christmas pudding but I might start calling it creepoo don't do that don't, no I probably no, won't no, no. <laughs> Should we get back to motorsports? Or loosely... Mospo. 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 <laughs> yeah. Mospo. Which branch of Mospo? Did you notice on the podium today, during the prodigious champagne swilling and spraying that went on, mm. I have never seen such professional champagne squirting... Excuse me. As went on today. Honestly... 
I reckon Mercedes have been so thorough in their preparations at the moment that they have a simulator whereby <laughs> they can practice the champagne squirting. <laughs> Are you referring They're to the volume it. of champagne that yep. Nico managed to squirt onto yep. Louis? Yeah, it was Louis. Really, his whole face. Really, really revealing, yeah. wasn't it? While he was, was drinking good. his whole face. Yeah, that yeah. Was I like, was expecting him just to then turn the bottle around and club him round the back <laughs> of the head. Because that really was a bit of a giveaway as to it's his It's only a state. matter of time. And how do you reckon Nico feels about Louis's hair at the moment we've seen Lewis has got a new haircut have you seen yes Tufty remember Tufty the road safety squirrel you don't do you it's not his best look I'm just thinking it's it's not Lewis's best look I think frankly a closer crop suits him yeah yeah I've often thought about this if I was a racing driver I think I'd go for a crop because then when you take your helmet off you know there's something you don't have to worry about if you're that vain which clearly I am if I could grow a full afro and I was a racing driver I'd have an afro oh well yes because if you took the helmet off and it just went that would be a special effect that would be superb although would it not then take ages to get it back in again yeah yeah but it would be great impact protection as well in the event of a crash you know it would give you that extra moment defence that you need perhaps though no, I don't know mm. I don't know the strength of hair I haven't measured it I, 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 believe I don't know what to tell you I believe there is an FIA crash structure test Adrian that can be applied to it him. I'm sure he's done some computational hair dynamics on it <laughs> um. and uh, still staying with Lewis and Mercedes because it's all about them at the moment the season is basically the Mercedes single make series at the moment right if Lewis wins the championship this year Zog odds what would you say the odds of Lewis winning uh, what's a big number odds wise 3 to 1 on 3 to 1, three on. To one on pretty good yes, bet then. do you want to pay tax on that <laughs> I never understood I, I, that. I, 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 I very rarely put bets on if ever but when I have been into a bookie usually the Grand National and they go do you want to pay tax I'm always flummoxed by that question. They thought you were a member of Take That, you they see. They thought I was, was Bernie Eccleston. Yeah, it was the Manchester yeah. accent. <laughs> <laughs> but, but, if I said, if Lewis wins it this year, yeah. it will be six years since he won his first World Championship, 2008. That was it, wasn't it, when Lewis won? Yeah, it was J- so, yeah. Button 2009, Lewis 2008, yeah. Now, Lauda is running the Mercedes team, vaguely, at the moment. There was a six-year gap. Who's in, running the Mercedes team? Uh, Nicky... But Graham Loudon has the same problem at, at, at Marussia, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Same yeah. problem for him. Yeah, people say, Graham Loudon, I'm speaking <laughs> as loud as I can. Nicky had a six year gap between his second and third championship, is that his, right? His second one was 79 for Ferrari, wasn't no, it? No, 77 and 84 were That's Louder's it. last two championships. First one, oh, 75. Oh, yeah, sorry, 77 and 84. Uh, Villeneuve winning 79. No, 79 were. Never won uh, no, it was, um, who am I thinking of then? Not him. No, mm. seventy nine would have been Alan Jones, wasn't it? No, no, no. It was. We're hopeless. We don't. We're know. not very good at this. <laughs> <laughs> we don't know this off by heart. It was Ferrari. That was in seventy nine. Go on, look it up now. Go on, it's find out. Fast. I've got a mate. You know Stephen Slater, yeah. who edited the first. Yeah, he's incredible. Video. He's incredibly good at uh, remembering uh, these by the years. He can recite every Formula One world champion in order from 1950 to the what? present date. Yeah. No way. Yeah, and he can do it. He'll just reel them off. He can I can barely that. remember who won the race whilst I'm watching it. <laughs> well, you wouldn't know why you're Oh, because... I did know this, I think. Jodie Schechter. Yeah, 79. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because I was just talking about Jodie Schechter with someone the other day. His range of farm produce. Ooh. Yeah, he's, we have to He's excellent yeah. farm Joe produce. It's very good. Although some of his science is a bit spurious, isn't it? We had a conversation with Jodie Schechter about... 
the produce that he puts into his land well, and how it improves the food, and it was a bit wishy-washy, wasn't it? Well, no, no. He has an organic farm and uses a lot of biodynamic stuff in mm. his farming. Yeah. Uh, and when we met him a couple of years ago, we were starting to talk about this, and I was interested in this because I'm extremely sceptical about biodynamic stuff, which I have read a little bit about and also about the benefits of organic farming so we were talking about this and i would like to have actually been able to go into even more depth than we got into because it struck me that to sum it up i'm totally skeptical about a lot of the supposed benefits of organic food because they don't give any more nutrients they're not actually any better for you and unless you're paranoid about pesticides mm. which you shouldn't be there's no real reason to buy the organic stuff and the biodynamic stuff that the biodynamic approach to farming a lot of it is not far short of witchcraft that said it was clear from talking to Schechter that the bits of biodynamic techniques that they are using at his farm uh, Laverstock, Laverstock Park yeah, is it? Yeah. Yeah, Laverstock. they're not taking a totally credible oh yeah that says you've got a plant on the full moon and you've got, it says you've got to use <laughs> a bit of this they're not just taking this stuff unfiltered they seem to have a rational and a critical reasonably science based approach to using some of these techniques so I was less sceptical than I was at the start of the conversation about the use of biodynamic stuff. Fair enough. But and I'm also, about to back he was the Formula uh, One world champion in 1979. So we talked about that as well. That. Yeah, but that Alan Frost <laughs> likes osteopaths. A lot <laughs> of these F1 yeah. drivers, they love their idiotic things. Richard, are you in my head? I was about to say, next week, Jody Schechter on the subject of tarot cards <laughs> and astrology. You've been Don't get me started. <laughs> <laughs> oh, no, it's Carlos Reutemann. He's going to start talking <laughs> to the homeopathy. <laughs> <laughs> You've been listening to Zog. He's applying a poultice of herbs. Go away. <laughs> Richard Porter. Goodbye. And me, Gareth Jones, here for another Gareth Jones on some vague Gareth nonsense. Gareth Jones on some... Yeah, that'll do it. Yeah. See ya. To send us an email, see pictures, get song lyrics, join our Facebook fan site, follow us on Twitter, or to find out about sponsorship opportunities, go to garethjones.tv. Gareth Jones on Speed is made in London by Whizbang. Gareth Jones on Speed!